When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Body Bags with Joseph Scott Morgan. It's a tired, worn statement that the three toughest jobs out there, firefighter, police officer, and school teacher, in each one of those categories, you talk about um, underpaid, underappreciated, abused, all the sorts of things that come along uh, with that territory. I, I can't speak to teaching public school. You know, I can speak to, you know, being a college professor. It ain't the same thing, trust me. But I'm married to a public school teacher, former public school teacher now, which I'm very happy about because I get to be with her all the time, but I would listen to her as she would come home in the evenings, dog-tired, underappreciated, and anxious for what would happen the next day at work. And it was like every day was like that. It almost became a running joke for us. You know, what what do you have to overcome today, hun, in order to get back home to me? 
there are times when you think about that, and you might say it with a bit of levity, but there are times when people that work in public service, they don't come home. They don't see their babies anymore. They don't see their spouse. They don't see those that they love. They pour themselves into a job that is thankless, only to be discarded. Today, we're going to talk about a woman who poured her heart and soul into teaching public school, into teaching individuals Spanish, a language, which was her first language, a woman that had carved out a life here in the United States, a woman who met her end on a dark trail in a little town in Iowa. Her name? Nahima Graber. I'm Joseph Scott Morgan, and this is Body Bags. My precious wife spent many, many years teaching in public schools. And when this case came about for me, I knew that it was something that I wanted to address and talk about the forensics of it. But, you know, I also wanted to mention the life of of Miss Graber and what she had endured. You know, Joe, Noema Graber is a much beloved Spanish teacher at Fairfield High School. Students say she is tough but fair and they like her. When she goes missing during her everyday after-school walk in the park, the small town of Fairfield, Iowa is worried. When the body of Noema Graber is found in the park hidden under a tarp, the town of less than 10,000 is shocked. But when two 16-year-old students are arrested for the murder after one of them writes on Snapchat about the planning, execution, and disposal of evidence, worry and shock turns to disgust. Before I go down that, that path, Uh, I wanted to mention something to you that had occurred to me. I've shared a few things along the line with you about my background and about what, what my world was like as a death investigator. Based upon what we know of this case to start off with, what do you think was the modality of death in the first homicide case I ever worked? I'm clueless. I have no idea. Baseball bat to the side of the head. All over the head. I had a guy that beat his brother to death with a baseball bat. That was the very first homicide I ever worked. And I don't know if it's something in the back of my mind, coupled along with this idea that this poor woman is a public educator, that it kind of, it kind of, hooked together in this weird way for me. But yeah, the first, first homicide I ever, I think a lot of people would think, oh yeah, you know, Morgan, you probably, you know, it's probably a gunshot. Oh, I actually thought like you were going to go Cain and Abel. I thought you were going biblical because, <laughs> you know. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, Beat him upside the head. Yeah. And no, it, it was a, a guy that had beaten his brother to death with a baseball bat in South Louisiana. And the reason he had done it is that he was the younger brother, the perpetrator was, and the older brother bullied the entire family oh. and had knocked his brother around. And uh, these were older fellows. They were not young guys. And the younger brother finally had enough. A lifetime of bullying. A, yeah, retrieved a baseball bat and beat his brother to death in the front yard of their home. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that was the that was the first case. So my first homicide was actually a blunt force trauma homicide. It was not a gunshot wound. It was not a stab wound. It was not 
poisoning. It, it was blunt force trauma with a baseball bat. All right. So when you're dealing with this and it goes back to your first case as a death investigator, you're already every time there's a, a baseball bat in the head, because mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna if you get into a fight with somebody, they can use a Louisville slugger to do damage on your ribs, your legs, your arms, you know, yeah. all of that. But ultimately, you're not going to die from getting hit in the shoulder. No, you're not. Getting hit in the head, though, with a baseball bat is going to be deadly. It absolutely is. And it's a very intimate thing. Do you remember when we were kids, they would take an old car tire and cut it in half and nail it to a telephone pole? Do you remember that? Yeah. And you would take swings on the tire, that, that half of tire. And, you know, I actually had two buddies that were doing that and they were taking turns. And guess what happened? My friend was staying, standing too close to the other guy right behind him as he was swinging. The bat comes off of the tire and hits my friend right in the face and breaks his nose. So there's even, even that kind of secondary energy can be transferred with a baseball bat to a very, a very focal area on that bat. So you're transferring all of that energy to once, but you know, Hey, you know what it's called? It's called sweet spot. And, and say, and every bat has one. And so, uh, you might not hit it every single time, but boy, when you do, boy, the, the level of damage that can be accomplished with this is beyond the pale. We've got a story today, Joe Scott Morgan, that it is the fear of everybody who has a loved one that is a teacher. Yes. And I count myself with that. When I met your sweet wife, Kim, who, I think her first name, first and middle name is Sweet Wife. (laughs) She had a three first name. It's not, you know, Betty Lynn Thomas. It's Sweet Wife Kim. Because of students these days are different. I know that's something that tends to be said of every generation. But Joseph Scott Morgan, I have walked down the halls of public schools in the last five years doing career day and other things. And the noise I hear and the volume I hear coming from classrooms while teachers are teaching is something that we did not experience as children growing up in the public school system. Teachers now are faced with a much different day when they start teaching. And in this particular case, you have a teacher who is, this is a woman, Noema Graber, loved by the community, loved by her school, loved by her students, even A student said she was hard. She was a hard teacher because she was teaching her native language. She was teaching Spanish and she took great pride in teaching Spanish, but she was hard. That fear of any teacher that does their job and tries to raise children to a respectable level of accomplishment in that course. What happens when the students lose it and kill their teacher with a baseball bat? Because that's what happened, Joe. You know, this all boils down to a bad grade. And listen, I, I made my share. <laughs> I'm, I made my share over the course of my academic career uh, to, to include college as well. But, you know, there's, there's, not a, there's not a single bad grade that I didn't earn. I would have liked for someone to have waved a wand and, uh, you know, and the, the grade had been miraculously transformed for something that was a bit more acceptable and appealing. Uh, But of course, uh, that's not the case. And it it would seem to me that when with uh, Nahima, she, she had this, this ability uh, to say, okay, this is, you know, this is the line in the sand. Uh, Then, and if you cross this line in the sand, this is, these are going to be the consequences. And that's, isn't that, you know, kind of, 
this theme that runs through nowadays, it seems like there are no consequences for, for your actions. And when you think about, um, you know, well, what's going to happen if I do poorly in this class? Well, it's going to drop my GPA. Um, maybe the promise that I made to my parents uh, is not going to be upheld because I haven't focused. I haven't asked for help. Uh, I don't understand what I'm being taught. And let me tell you something. It's not always the teacher's fault that you don't understand. It's it's the fact that you haven't applied yourself many times. But people, you know, they want things handed to them. And in this case, I think that we've got not one but two perpetrators uh, that, uh, you know, kind of were singing that same tune along the way, that they felt like that this victim uh, owed them something. And by extension, because of what happened and what this community was robbed of, I think they felt as though that uh, the rest of the community owed them something too. And they were going to take their payment in blood. I'm Joseph Scott Morgan, and a big shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. I live in an area where allergies are a day-to-day issue, and finding an over-the-counter option for relief is like the holy grail. I use Astapro, and I strongly recommend you give it a try. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray, and it's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays can take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Years ago, when I got out of my field full-time, I was diagnosed with PTSD. I had sleep disorder. I had depression. And for me, I had to turn to someone to talk to somebody that could aid me along the path to healing, to restore me to that person that maybe I was at one point in time, to make me better for not just myself, but my family. If you're thinking about therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You can do this anytime that you like. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com bags today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com slash bags. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. As we previously mentioned on multiple episodes, Dave, one, I think one of the problems that perpetrators encounter, um, and keep in mind, most of the time, we don't discuss the actions of professional hitmen on this, on this, on this podcast. We, we talk uh, primarily about perpetrators who have no experience, not only not only do they not have experience with homicides, they have experience with death. And you're faced with the proposition that, okay, I've committed a homicide. What in the world do I do with a body? But let, let's back up a little bit before we get there and just kind of go through kind of the timeline and, and what happened in this particular case. Nohima Graber, 66-year-old Spanish teacher. She was well thought of, and I mean this, in the broadest sense of the word, even the students who had her class, had her for Spanish, said she was hard but fair. I, I get having that discussion, but raising your voice, arguing over a grade, it is usually pretty black and white. Either you got the answer right or you got it wrong on the test. Isn't Am I wrong in that? Am I missing something here? No, no, no. You're, you're absolutely right. And, and again, this goes to, uh, it, it fascinates me how, how students now talk to, uh, talk to teachers as if they are a peer. And that, that, that's the strange thing because generally you don't associate yourself with learning from peers. You learn from those that have mastered a craft. And unfortunately, most students don't understand that. I, I actually got this quote. Well, there's this guy named Sawyer Mast. He was a student with with our, our two suspects here, Jeremy uh, Goodale and Willard Chaden Miller. And he said, having known Chaden and having him in my math class, he did not speak in a murderous way, but in a very aggressive way for like in this way, for just like towards Mrs. Graber. Now Sawyer Mass said he heard Chaden Miller taking this tone, arguing over a grade in Spanish, two or three, depending on. Uh, I they were I'm not sure which one it was. It was it, but it was not just entry level of Spanish. It was a it was a class that you're expected you needed for college back in the day, where you had to have two years of a foreign language to get in, and so he's arguing, wanting a better. No, Joe arguing with the teacher over a grade you know she had told 
this young man that he he is going to receive a particular grade and he was dissatisfied with that and that's where this idea you know took root of okay well uh, I'm not going to try to uh, do extra credit I'm not going to beg uh, to maybe retake an examination I'm going to beat her to death and that that's you know I don't know how you make that that leap from here to here uh, in, in that sense. And um, I don't know that there's really any way to excuse it. Uh, you know, I think that some people have, have tried to apply, you know, things like mental mental illness and all those sorts of things. And the thing about it is, okay, mental illness, maybe, uh, but are we talking about two mentally ill people that enter into a confederacy with one another? That's the thing. You've got two friends, two male friends get together. Apparently, my my talk with Mrs. Graber didn't go as expected. I thought I could argue my way into a better grade. It didn't happen. So, Jeremy, what do you think I should do? And that's this conversation. What level do you go? You mentioned learning from peers and how they can talk to teachers now with disrespect, like they, they don't owe them any kind of respect. But this goes beyond that. This now goes past to, uh, I need a much better grade than I got. She's not going to give it to me. What do you think I should do? Well... You got a baseball bat handy? Yeah, let's disappear her. And and so the, the choice that is made at this point is uh, we need to try to plan how we can get rid of her. And now, I, you know, where this plan was going to go after that, I have no idea. You know, what what are you going to do? I mean, what what's the deal here? Is this a... a, a is this an idea of vengeance or is it, okay, well, if we make her disappear, uh, ergo, the grades will disappear. You know, here's the thing. Even if you hadn't gotten caught at what you were doing, you're still going to get the same damn grade. Uh, that's that's how that's going to work out for you. I can tell you that. Um, and so you're it's again, it comes down to uh, to an idea that I, I like to state over and over again. Um uh, metaphorically, uh, and it's it's throwing the brick through the stained glass window. Uh, you know that y- you you're you're willing to destroy something so incredibly beautiful because it doesn't suit you. It doesn't suit who you are, or what you are, and that sort of thing. So you're you're now going to choose. And when perpetrators are trying to determine what type of weapon to utilize, well, what's at their disposal? Well, if you're talking a couple of teen boys. Uh, you would think, well, perhaps, perhaps they're not going to have firearms at at their disposal. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But you and I, I know, uh, certainly you, um, I can speak to me, even in my limited sense, I had quite the collection of baseball bats when I was a kid. Uh, still had them until, you know, I reached college. I don't know whatever happened to them, but I had them. And so, you know, you have those that are there. So it's a weapon of opportunity. But this is not, here. here's the other thing about this particular homicide, Dave, because we've talked about weapons of opportunity as it applies to um, when somebody's blood is up, as they say. If, if, if you have a reactive event within, say, a home, all right, you're going to pick up the weapon that is closest to you and you're going to utilize it. Could be a gun, could be a knife, could be a, a blunt, a blunt object. That's not what they did. They selected a weapon. And then after they had selected the weapon, they knew where she was going to be. So it's a matter of the perpetrators understanding the timeline as it, as it applies to, we know that she leaves school. 
at this particular time. She has a regular routine. She she does, and it's something she follows. And they knew that her this is her day. She goes and walks, you know, to just kind of let her mind go. And then every day, you know what she went and did after that? She went to mass every day, and she prayed. And that's every day of the week she was that involved in her church. And so she would leave the walking path and go to mass. And that was, people knew that about her. The students knew. The two perpetrators here knew her routine of after school going to the park. They put together a minimal plan. They know where she's going to be by herself. They know the opportunity they will have. But beyond that, they don't really plan out a whole lot more, including what to do after we do the deed. They don't plan what to do with much else except this emotional desire to take her life. And they really don't get past that much. And then they use social media, Snapchat, to actually share information that they ought not know with other people, including a friend who is the reason we know what happened because she turned on them, you know, because what they did was heinous. But the whole point being, they had a plan. It just wasn't a complete plan. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of these events where you think that maybe you, universal you, you believe that you've got everything planned out so that it's all going to come off with uh, without a problem. But when both of both Miller and Goodale uh, showed up uh, at at the park. They were tracking her uh, there at the park, and uh, it, it's it's quite chilling. It sounds like something out of a horror movie, because Goodale actually approached her eye to eye, and he's wearing a mask, and she's quite taken aback by this. She's on this walking trail. Okay, it's this little walk with this little park. Her car is parked there. He approaches her and he's wearing a mask. And then as he gets closer, he pulls the mask down and smiles at her. And immediately it stated that she felt relief. She felt relief. She, it's a person she recognizes. And then all of a sudden, Miller just appears from the rear and starts to swing this bat and begins to strike her about the head and about her upper torso. And they're they're into it at this point in time. I mean, they're, you know, you, you, I guess it's at this point that they knew that they had to go forward with what had happened. And after she is struck, she's taken off of the trail. Miller reports that he witnessed Goodale begin to continue to beat her with the same baseball bat off of the trail at this point in time. As a matter of fact, he had to come and take him away from the situation. It had actually been put forward that Goodell was quote unquote, trying to put her out of her misery as it were. Um, you know, when this is being documented all along by them and in, in uh, retroactively, they've talked about this on Snapchat, how they're going to plan this thing out. They're documented electronically. And then the big thing that they're faced with now is we've got a dead body. It's our teacher. What are we going to do? How do we obscure our presence here? And how do we obscure the body?
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Once death arrives, you're free of the pain of this world. I don't know how much pain Nohima endured in life. I know that she had a son that had had issues uh, physically and mentally, and she loved that child and took care of him. Her and her husband both did. Her husband, who she had been married to for a number of years, they were divorced, but yet they were great friends and still interacted with one another and their adult children. No one gets out of the life, out of life pain-free. That's the reality of it. But for her, life seemed to have been quite joyful. She brought certainly brought joy to a lot of the places that she went to. We've heard that over and over. But in her wildest dreams, I don't think she would have envisioned her life ending along a walking path in this little town in Iowa and her mortal remains being abused by being drugged off into the weeds. You know, Joe, when you back up to her final day, that day, November 2nd, she was actually in a discussion where Chaden actually was raising his voice in an argument with her over a grade. And that was seen 
by people at school. They saw him really being aggressive towards her about his grade. She does her normal routine and goes for a walk in the park. And that's the last time she is seen alive is when she's going to do that. When she doesn't follow the rest of her normal routine, as you mentioned earlier, she goes to mass every day before going home. So it's school, walk, mass, home. And she was reported missing. It didn't take that long because of her routine to actually find her body. She was not missing for a very long period of time. As they, they meaning law enforcement, started looking into where, where the possible places she could be, yeah. they were able to find that she had gone to the park because witnesses actually saw, saw yeah. her vehicle being driven away from the park. Yeah, with two, two males right. in the vehicle, in the vehicle. Yeah. And that's a You're big absolutely. catch here. When these perpetrators drove away in her vehicle, and it, it, was, it was essentially abandoned down a road some distance away and was eventually found, but they're having to hoof it back to wherever it is their point of origin is, their respective homes. Now that they're faced with this idea, and this is, this is so ridiculous, the body is still approximating the area where they, I'm just going to say it out loud, where they beat her to death with a baseball bat. Um, they then take up a wheelbarrow, a tarp, and cross ties to cover her body and obscure her body along the trail. I guess thinking that the obscuring is going to wind up providing cover for them to certain to, to a certain level. But here's the thing. You know, every time, every time in forensics you handle something, every time you try to make adjustments uh, that is the perpetrator in a scene, you're you're adding elements to this that you can be tracked with forensically, whether it's fingerprints or touch DNA or just at a baseline ownership. Let's say that you got, you, you got your wheelbarrow from Ace Hardware. Well, that, that wheelbarrow is unique to that particular brand. We can track that eventually. It might take some work, but we can track that. The tarp that you bought, I don't know where you bought it, but it's a very specific tarp. And we know the age of it. We can assess what lot it came out of, perhaps. And maybe if there's something that that tarp has been used for before at your home that it specifically identifies and links it back to your home, that's transferred now onto the body from a forensic standpoint. We're going to collect that evidence. And and when you when you consider what they had done to this poor public school teacher, Dave, and they beat her to death with this bat. Did they get rid of the bat? No. Did they get rid of their clothing? No. They took the clothing, the bat, bloody towels, all back home. Right. So how how is it, I think that a lot of people will ask, you know, what what do you expect to happen here? Because when, you know, when they're when they're found out, eventually found out, the investigators are going to find these items in the house. And that's that's one of these forensic tiebacks that we look for, Dave. That's where the friend as this story started breaking, as Mrs. Graber is missing and the town is looking for her and a friend looks at Snapchat messages and says, this is crazy. They're involved and it's bad. You know, it's one thing for young people to say they're going to do something weird or mean or whatever, but now it looks like they have done something. And this friend goes to police. That was the first thing police right away 
right away knew who their main suspects were, that it was uh, these two boys, these two, at the time, 16-year-olds. 16-year-olds, 16 years old. We're talking about Chaden Miller. His name's Willard Miller, but he goes by Chaden and Jeremy Goodale. This friend gave the Snapchat stuff to police. Police looked at it and went, those are our boys. They went and did the, they searched, got a search warrant. That's where they found the bloody stuff, the bloody clothing, bloody towel. But Joe, I want to back up to the murder scene. Yeah. We know that they beat her with a baseball bat. According to Jaden, Jaden claims that Jeremy also used the bat and beat her. Yes. But the only thing we really know is that Jaden Miller beat her in the head. Now that had, she had to have been knocked unconscious at some point. Fairly quickly, I'm thinking. I don't know how many shots to the head you can take before you go unconscious, Joe. Well, it, it a lot of that depends. Okay, depends on a couple of things relative to blunt force trauma. First off, it depends upon the strength that the individual possesses that's wielding this bat. We're talking about uh, a, a you know a relatively robust, healthy teenage male. Uh, he's got enough arm strength to do damage, enough upper body because we know it's not just in the arms. It's the turning, it's the rotation of of his hips, uh, it it's the the wielding of the bat from a, a several different because you're not going to swing this thing most of the time like you swing it uh, at at the plate. You're many times you'll see this kind of tomahawk tomahawking motion that comes down with both hands where you're crashing down. Now she's diminutive. She's not that tall. So automatically you've got leverage over her. It's, it's an asymmetrical situation. You crash down her from the back. Okay. One of the things that's going to happen with that first blow is you might not know this, but with the first blow, you're not necessarily going to have blood that's going to be transferred to the weapon. So you're going to break the skin, perhaps, that first blow. But when you begin to strike again, okay, and you rain down in that area where you may have lacerated the area because lacerations arise from blunt force trauma, it's a tearing of the skin. The next time you draw that bat back, you're going to have a mass of blood. And because you're striking in the head, one of the other things that you're going to have is uh, hair. And the hair, blood is so tacky. Everybody at home can identify the tackiness of blood. The hair actually uh, actually is adherent to the bat per the, per the blood that's there. And you take that away. Well, that's an element of this poor woman's body that can be tied back to her. Now, the underlying trauma that she's sustaining is going to be not just these lacerated marks on her head, You've got the potential of uh, skull fractures, particularly uh, depressed skull fractures, as this barrel of that bat is hitting her. You've also got these kind of weird linear contusions that'll happen on the softer sections of the body, like on the, I see them on the shoulders and the neck, where you start striking these soft tissues, and you get these with a bat in particular. A bat is kind of graduated out, you know, closer to the handle, the more narrow it is. The further you get down down the shaft of that bat, the wider it is. So you'll have this kind of V-shaped, uh, it's almost a V-shaped pattern where the lines are kind of splitting off. That skin, as you, as you rain down onto the skin with the bat, the skin actually for a second, Dave, wraps up on the sides of the bat. So the contusion is going to look bigger than the surface of the bat. It's a weird thing. I, I, matter of fact, I recommend anybody do this. Go online 
and look up videos of slow motion baseball pitches that are struck with a bat. And you will see that for a second at that moment, Tom, when the bat makes contact with a baseball, the baseball will actually flatten for a second. And if you pay real close attention, the sides of the baseball, just for an instant, now it's firmer than skin, will actually slightly bend around the bat and wrap. Well, imagine striking skin like that, and that's that contusion that you're going to get. So you'll get those contusions, you'll get underlying fractures, and you're pulling away this hair. These people, after they attacked her, Dave, never even bothered to clean the bat. So they took home elements of Nohima with them. They took elements of her body on their person in the form of their clothes. Maybe they had a towel they were trying to, because they found a bloody towel. And this poor, precious woman, they found all that remained of her in this sense, as it relates to the murder weapon, they found all that remained of her in bloodstains and hair on the surface of this bat. One thing you mentioned, Joe, linear skull fracture and Is it compressed, depressed skull fracture? Yeah, you've got what will happen is that you can have a depressed skull fracture. And the depressed skull fracture is unique because if you can concentrate enough energy with the item that someone is being bludgeoned with, it will kind of separate out the bone. Um, Let me give you a, a good for instance. We're coming into the holiday season now. And so people buy, they get peanut brittle. Okay. If you, if you look at a piece of peanut brittle, it's not that much different than the external table of a skull. You can take a, a piece of peanut, peanut brittle and you can kind of lightly tap it with your hand on a, on a firm surface and you'll get this kind of splitting that carries on and it'll fracture. Okay. If you hit it hard enough though, you'll see that you can create almost this little island in it and it fractures away from the, all the other areas of that piece of peanut brittle and it'll create like a little plug of peanut brittle. That's a depressed skull fracture. If you can concentrate enough energy on that specific area, you'll literally plug the bone so that it is free floating from the rest of the table of the skull. It won't just be like this kind of curvilinear fracture that you get. And so that's one of the little nuanced things that you look for when you're trying to assess these these injuries, you know, at autopsy, which would have been done uh, with with Nahima's body. Now, when we know uh, that that Jeremy Goodell was yeah. set to testify against uh, Jaden Miller, yes. and I keep going back to the bat and Jaden Miller being the one who was seen in the argument arguing with. His teacher, you know, he's arguing with Mrs. Graber over his grade. We don't hear Jeremy having that same thing. Is there a way to tell who was swinging the bat? I I don't know that there's necessarily uh, any physical way. I I guess that, first off, it would require quite a bit of calculus in order to be able to uh, compute that, I think. Uh, But given the dynamic of the environment, uh, it would be great. If you could, you know, perhaps think about, well, what's the maximum height Chaden could have reached with the extension of his arms? One of the things that we do uh, that has been done in in cases past with attacks like this is that if you have a perpetrator uh, that's wielding an instrument, many times you'll measure their arm length. We do this with the dead as well. We will measure arm length, for instance, uh, the dead's ability to facilitate 
uh, handling a weapon. Uh, if it's, say, a self-inflicted event or if they're operating a vehicle, could they have reached the gear lever where they were positioned at? Or uh, is it possible that uh, they could have been in this position and sustained this particular injury? And a lot of that comes down to, to, the, to the measurements of the dimensions of the body. In this particular case, I don't necessarily know if it would be possible to scientifically prove that. And so based upon that, you would, you're, you're leaning heavily on testimonial and circumstantial evidence. Joe, the reason I asked is Miller had claimed all along he didn't hit Mrs. Graber with a bat, but when it came right down to negotiations and a plea deal, they both pled not guilty at first, but Jeremy Goodell did cut a deal with prosecutors to take a plea and testify in court against his lifelong pal, Jaden Miller. When Miller found out that, well, he cut a deal as well and pled guilty. It was the sentencing that showed me who was the major aggressor of these two. They were 16 years old at the time. They certainly knew better. Uh, but Jeremy Goodell got life with the possibility for parole after 25 years. Miller got life with the chance of parole after 35 years. But it still doesn't explain how they thought this was the answer to the problem of a bad grade. I don't know that there really is a way to explain away the destruction of a life. But to kind of sum it up, I, I would like to say this. One of the Snapchat comments that, was, that had been posted merely said this, Tom to hide a body, showing the picture of a jug of Clorox. And a second post with a selfie stated, POV, you're my Spanish teacher. And this is the last thing you see. Let that sink in just for a second. Because now these two perpetrators are behind bars for many, many years to come. I'm Joseph Scott Morgan, and this is Body Bags. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.